Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you to Real Presence Live this morning. We're broadcasting here in Virginia, Minnesota, Holy Spirit Catholic Church, and also... Uh, Marquette Catholic School. We've got a wonderful show uh, lined up for you today, and it's a special week here in Virginia as we're celebrating uh, Catholic Schools Week. And we have a couple of segments today where we're going to zero in on, on some of the things happening locally and then also just talking more broadly about the great uh, blessing of Catholic schools. And uh, but we've got a great show today, and uh, you know, looking at some of our guests that we have uh, that are coming in uh, this morning, we're going to be talking to Adam Stolpelstead. He's uh, someone that has come into our community the last few months, and uh, we're going to hear from him and how he's helping us with some of the things we're working on. And then later in the show, we're going to be talking with Cassie Johnson, and she's a, a youth minister, and we're going to really dive into the importance of uh, youth ministry and how do we bring the gospel, how do we witness to the young generations to pass on the baton of our faith. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. We're going to be joined by Father Brandon Moravitz momentarily. He's just finishing up Mass. And uh, I know he's going to be excited about that segment as well. You know, between the two of us, we probably have about 50 years of, uh, of youth ministry experience. So that is going to be uh, an excellent conversation. And then later in the show, we're going to be uh, interviewing some people that are undergoing what's called the Battle of the Chefs. And uh, I don't know anything about the Battle of the Chefs, but I was reading through uh, this interview, and it looks really cool. And I'm excited to, to welcome those guests uh, to talk about uh, the Battle of the Chefs. And then as we end up our show today, uh, we're going to circle back to some of that conversation around uh, uh, Catholic schools as we celebrate uh, Catholic Schools Week here uh, in uh, Marquette and throughout our diocese and uh, the blessing uh, that Catholic education has been uh, both to this local community but all throughout the listening area. What a blessing it is uh, that we have Catholic education. So we've got a great uh, show on hand today. And before uh, we dive in with our first guest, I wanted to put in a plug. Uh, as many of you know, uh, throughout the listening area, uh, Real Presence Radio has been doing uh, many banquets, okay, throughout uh, a lot of these areas. I just want to encourage people as they see these banquets. I know some have already happened in Duluth. Uh, we have ours coming up. Uh, on March 14th. I just want to encourage our listeners, if you have a chance to go in to support uh, these uh, fundraising banquets, it is such a blessing. I've been going uh, the last several years, and not only is it uh, a great night with great food and great speaking, uh, it's a chance for the, the local church to come together and to really celebrate our Catholic life and to celebrate Real Presence Radio and to support them. Uh, so just a quick shout out, especially to those locally here in northern Minnesota, uh, throughout the Diocese of Duluth, Diocese of Superior. Uh, this banquet that's going to be coming up is March 14th, and it's at the deck in Duluth. Uh, it starts with a social hour at 5.30, and this year our... Uh 
keynote presenters, Dr. Ralph Martin. Now, I know many of you have probably heard him before, heard him speak. Uh, I've heard him several times, and he is amazing. He's excellent. So I just really want to encourage you. It's going to be a great night again uh, here in Duluth, March 14th. Uh, and for those not in Duluth, I just encourage you, you know, go to realpresenceradio.com and check out those banquets. And if there's still some that are coming that are in your area, I really encourage you uh, to attend one of those gatherings. Uh, it's definitely worth it. So again, realpresenceradio.com. You can find out more information about those banquets. So, okay, we are going to get in uh, with get into the show with our first guest this morning, and I'm actually uh, sitting next to across the mic from Adam Stolpelstead. And you know, I just uh, met Adam just a few months ago. You know, he came into our community and uh, has been working with us the last couple months, uh, specific specifically with a really big development project that we have here. And uh, it's funny, it's only been a few months, but he has just been a, such a blessing to our community, and I see him as a friend. And uh, so, Adam, good morning. Welcome. It's good to have you on the air. First time ever on the radio. How are you this morning? I'm well. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for the intro. And uh, I just want to reaffirm what you said. You know, it, when I came into Holy Spirit, it, it really did feel like I was, you know, coming home. You know, <laughs> you, you I have the blessing to be able to work with lots of different parishes and lots of different schools. And it doesn't matter where you go. Um, when you walk into a new parish, hmm. you, it's just familiar. Yeah. You know, uh, the people here have just been incredible, open and welcoming. And uh, it's been so far, it's been a great time to, to be a part of your community. And I just appreciate that. Yeah. So Adam works with a, a group that's called the, the Steyer Group. And so maybe, Adam, just tell us about yourself. Introduce yourself, a little bit about yourself, and maybe, you know, how you got connected with the Steyer Group and maybe what they are. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So... Um, my wife and I, Anna, we moved up to uh, Grand Rapids, where we currently live, about four years ago. Uh, we have five kids, and, uh, you know, because of the job that I have, we have the ability to kind of live wherever we want, as long as we can uh, make it to an airport, you know, for mm -hmm. travel. And so we figured, you know, let's get out of the metro area, let's just get up to where we enjoy, you know, playing and vacationing, and just make that our community. And uh, we came up to Grand Rapids, members of St. Joseph's, and our kids go to St. Joseph's school. And it was, it was eye-opening. Because like I just kind of mentioned, you know, when we walked in, you know, first Sunday at Mass, I just remember, uh, you know, some of the parishioners coming up to us right away, like, oh, are you new? Are you visiting? You know, who are you? And we'd never experienced that before, you know. And so we're like, this, this is special. You know, yeah. it's very special up here. And we just really kind of dove into our faith community and... Um, established some pretty strong roots we have great friends good hmm. you know our our pastor we love love our pastors you know and so it's it's just been it's been great to be up here yeah um you know i've been working with the steyer group for about four years now close to four years and uh they are by all means a, a catholic fundraising consulting firm hmm. uh the majority of our our clients are catholic schools dioceses parishes um newman centers uh so we, we work very closely with Catholic organizations. And I kind of just fell into the role of fundraising. You know, I'm not sure. Maybe there's people out there that think, oh, I want to be a fundraiser. And, you know, <laughs> this is, this is my, my calling in life. Not me. Uh, no, not me, not me either. You know, I was one of those kids growing up that kind of had a hard time asking Dad for 20 bucks for gas. You know, I <laughs> yeah. got the shivers. Like, you're going to ask for money? So if you would have told me, you, you know, you're going to be in fundraising and you're going to enjoy it, I, I would have laughed at your face. Yeah. But I kind of fell into fundraising in general about, you know, eight, ten years ago. And I discovered I really enjoyed it. 
um, the because most of it is storytelling. I am I am a sucker for a good story, and every donor has a story, and every organization has a story, and I found that I really like sharing the stories of the organizations. Growing up Catholic, my faith has always been important to me, and so I think it was just kind of a natural, you know, fit that I would fall into the Catholic development realm. Yeah. Um, you know, helping further the mission of the church, you know, hmm. the larger church, but also these individual parishes achieve their missions. Yeah. Um, and so when you're able to tell the story of the organization, like here at Marquette's an incredible story, yeah. <laughs> you know, of their, their history, their, you know, rich history of 105 years, and now we're, you know, we're moving forward and big things are happening. It's, um, it's exciting. And that, excite, that excitement is contagious. And when you can yeah. help other people, you know, realize that and experience that excitement, um, it's just really, it's rewarding. And I like that you use the word mission. You know, it's funny, I was thinking, sometimes when we talk about fundraising and development and stewardship, it was some, people have the tendency to be like, well, we just faction that off as just a necessary part that we just have to do. But really, what I appreciate working with you these last few months and hearing your stories is the development, the fundraising, the stewardship. It's a part of the mission. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's so cool. Like a part of your job, you've flown all over the United States in these four years and gone into communities and the projects you've worked on are helping to further the kingdom of God. And I just think that's really, we can't overlook that. We can't overlook the generosity of God's people to say, we want to continue the mission. We want the, the church to thrive and, uh, and dream uh, about the future. And um, how has that been? I mean, in your four years, I mean, you've got, you've got to be a lot of different places. You've got to go a lot of places and you walk with people for months and months as they dream about what the future can be like. So have you seen, I know you have, because I've talked to you, but do you see like the, the, the mission part of your job as well and like furthering evangelization and, and the church? Yeah, ab I mean, absolutely. You know, God calls us to build his church. Hmm. And what's neat and, and uh, my role in that is oftentimes it's the physical church. You know, we, we need buildings to worship in. We need buildings to educate our children in. You know, we need programs. We need, you know, things to help continue that mission, which, you know, do cost, cost money. So, you know, I mean, we, it's, it's fun to be a part of that and then to walk away, you know, be done with my portion is sometimes hard you know it's like oh you're leaving a family but you're on to the next one um it's neat to look keep in contact with those folks and with that parish and see how you help them achieve their goals yeah. and that they're able to now um you know might seem silly but host a basketball game for the first time on their campus because you help them achieve their goals of building a gym a worship center uh you know a community center, you know, those types of things where people can come and gather and celebrate worship um, and also sometimes grieve as a family, you know. Yeah. So it's it's really neat to see that uh, that success that you, you were able to be a part of and help facilitate. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I would, and I would say uh, a great blessing. Uh, so our parish, and we're going to talk about this in a second, is undergoing a, a big project right now. And... In many ways, I mean, I look here at Holy Spirit and Marquette Catholic School, and we've got a lot of energy and a lot of really good things. But the reality is, in the midst of uh, a project and a campaign like we're undergoing right now, we really don't have the tools or know how to, like, 
do that process the best. And that's what's been great about having you coming to our parish is it's someone who has great tools and wisdom and an understanding of how the process works to like walk with us through this to say, hey, we really want you uh, to succeed. Where a lot of parishes and schools and entities and Newman centers, um, we want a dream, but sometimes we just need a little bit of help along the way. And that's uh, something I've seen at least locally here is it's a blessing to have someone else with you to say, hey, uh, we've done this. Let's help you get across the finish line. Like, has that been kind of your experience as well? Like coming into churches that they're, they're dreaming, they want to go, they want to like do these projects, uh, but they just need a little bit of help. Is that? Oh, that actually, absolutely. You know, that's, that's what we do. We're, we're project managers. You know, um, we were, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary uh, since the company started, which was really exciting. But that's what we do. You know, a, a parish, you know, pastors typically don't have major fundraising experience you know mm-hmm. okay we need to build a new school we need to build a church we need to raise five million dollars that is daunting what do we do where do i start do i just start calling people um and what what we do is we come in with a plan you know we again we listen to your story and we try to help communicate that story to um you know the parishioners the surrounding community um and we just put together a step-by-step process that fits best for your parish and hold your hand the whole way through, you know, hopefully to success. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, uh, and that has been a blessing for us. And I would say another great thing um, in the midst of this process and having Adam come these last few months is um, it's great to have that development, but Adam is a man of deep faith and I even appreciate like these last few weeks, like our staff always like prays in the morning together and, and uh, takes time to share how God's working. And Adam's like, Hey, can I join you guys for prayer? And like, and he just dives right in. And what a beautiful thing to say. It's not just about raising funds. It's not, we literally are on the mission together. And Adam, I don't know if you want to speak to that. Like it's uh, just over the, in the next 30 seconds, like what, uh, what's that been like kind of being a part of our parish staff a little bit? I think it's just kind of like I said at the beginning. It's been very welcoming and warm. You know, when I can come into a place and we all have this commonality together, you know, of our of our faith, of where we're going, you know, prayer life, all of that. Um, it's just comfortable. It feels natural. You know, it's just nice to be able to come in and be re- received um, and just be, be a part of your parish staff. You know, yeah. I really feel like not an outsider. I yeah. feel like, oh, I've been working at Holy Spirit with these guys for years. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just... It's just nice. It's, yeah. It, and I think that leads to uh, the pr- productivity that we have, you yeah. know, a, as a team here with uh, with myself and with uh, the rest of the staff, yeah. you know. Awesome. So we're going to uh, continue to talk with Adam. We're going to take a, a short break. And when we come back, we're going to dive in a little bit more about what this project is that we're working on locally with Adam. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. 
Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee with his disciples and quickly falls asleep, even as their boat is amidst a huge, life-threatening storm. The text says that the sea was literally shaking like an earthquake. Imagine the disciples' fear as they awake, their master saying, Master! Do you not care that we perish? Note that they wouldn't have been in this dangerous situation if they had not gotten in the boat to begin with. They are committed, no matter how big the storm. After setting sail in his boat of radical missionary discipleship, it can often seem that God is asleep or uncaring when we are troubled by the storms of life. The good news is that he is in fact always there and always ready to calm the storm when the time is right. Sometimes the storms are there to show us our total dependence on Him and not on ourselves. Jesus, we trust in you. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're broadcasting live here this Thursday morning from Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Virginia, Minnesota. It's great to have you with us. And uh, we're con- continuing our conversation with Adam Stolpelstead this morning and uh, during this first segment talking about uh, the importance of mission and uh, in the midst of that, things like fundraising, development, and, and stewardship and, and how that's interconnected uh, to our Catholic life as we just continue to have vision and, and see where the Lord leads us. And uh, this week here at Marquette School and throughout our diocese, uh, we're celebrating uh, Catholic Schools Week. And I've got... Uh, five kids in our own Catholic school here in Virginia, and I will just say what a blessing Catholic education is uh, as a father uh, and to have a school that accompanies me and helps me to transmit the faith to my children. It is just such, such a blessing. And this last week, uh, the big news here in northern Minnesota, we just uh, uh, put out a release uh, to the local community Uh, letting people know that it is our intent to purchase uh, a new building here in Virginia, Minnesota. And uh, it's an incredible opportunity. And talking with Father Brandon, he always tells people, like, it literally just fell from the heavens. And a little bit of the history, you know, we've, uh, we, we have an incredible community and literally, like 105 years ago, when uh, people were immigrating to the Iron Range, uh, one of the priorities that those people had as they were working so hard, they wanted to build beautiful churches and they wanted to have Catholic education here uh, on the Iron Range. And they sacrificed so much. And our current Marquette Catholic School has stood for uh, 105 years. And what a blessing that has been. And we're so grateful for all the generations uh, before in the ways that they've sacrificed uh, so that Catholic education could be strong. And what we've run into the last uh, few years is we have a building that's just, it's old and there's a lot of uh, issues 
uh, that are starting to pop up. And in the midst of that, we're also seeing incredible growth uh, with our uh, the size of our school. Like we've doubled our the size of our enrollment in the last five years. And so God is blessing us in many ways, but there's just been some really challenging conversations of how do we continue to move forward in a school that we don't fit in anymore that also has some aesthetic uh, issues. And in the midst of that, uh, we were very blessed that this, uh, this building on 15 acres here in Virginia, Minnesota, ended up uh, being available for us to pursue and now, again, this, this last week uh, made that public knowledge that it's the intent of our parish to, to purchase that property. So that's a little bit of the context of why Adam, our guest this morning, has been with us these last months, is he's been walking with us and accompanying us in the midst of this, this big moment for northern Minnesota as we say, hey, we're going to move into a facility um, that's going to last us the next hundred years, that... Uh, in the same way, 105 years ago, when those uh, families said Catholic education is so important to us, uh, now today the communities here in northern Minnesota are saying we still are committed to forming our young people, uh, obviously in very good education, but also deeply rooted in the Catholic faith. And especially in our world today, like we need, we need good schools, we need good Catholic schools to help form the minds and the hearts of our young people. So uh, we're very grateful here in northern Minnesota for this exciting time, and we're very grateful uh, to have Adam here, Adam Stolpelstead, uh, and he's going to be here for many more months as we continue this process ahead. And Adam, as we kind of continue our conversation this morning, um, what does that look like? So you, you've come up, to, uh, you're from Grand Rapids, you basically drive here to Virginia, uh, throughout the week, um, what are you doing now? So we've we've said we've made it public. We're buying this this property. What does that look like for you? Like as you're helping us to say we're casting this vision. And like you said, we're sharing stories. Um, what is what does a day in the life of Adam Stoppel said look like as now that you're with us? Um, it's it's busy. <laughs> uh, I remember, you know, uh, those of you who know Father Brandon, his excitement, um, the energy level that he brings to a room. The uh, When we first started working with you guys, I remember the first day after I met Father Brandon, I walked out to my car and just went, <laughs> I was exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> In a very good way, you know, um, just because it was, it was so exciting. So, you know. I'm going to kind of back up, you know, because right now we're in the planning stages and the preparatory stages of the actual campaign. Yeah. Um, but we didn't start here. You know, we started back in um, October, you know, yep. with what we call a feasibility study. You know, uh, you guys were looking at purchasing this new building. It was going to cost a lot of money. And I'm, I believe the number one question is, can we even do this? Mm -hmm. And so what we did, we came in for, for six weeks and we tried to... Um, contact as many people of the parish and the surrounding parishes as possible, sit down, talk to them, have a conversation, and really answer some basic questions of, um, is this important to you? Do you support this project? And to what financial means will you support this project? Uh, which <clears throat> allowed us to come up with a projection of what we think we could raise you know, in, in a campaign. So we, we took that information, we transitioned into campaign mode. Uh, we're in our fifth week of a campaign that um, you know, right now we're focusing on getting our messaging in order. We're working on some, you know, we worked on some frequently asked question documents. We did some, uh, some basic, you know, 
planning study updates. Here's what we found in the study. We sent that out to, you know, the parishioners and the households. Uh, we're just continuing kind of that drip of information to everybody to let them know, like, hey, this is going on. We're moving forward. Um, and this is where we hope, hope to end up, you know, yeah. with, with reaching our fundraising Because you want to be successful, right? So oh, having yeah. enough information to say, uh, this is what we anticipate. And you do a very thorough, I mean... I know I've, I was, I sat in on an interview with you and I mean, you were here for weeks and weeks like interviewing and then beyond that, the surveys that you yes. sent home to, which were filled out by hundreds of families. So you have a lot of data that you're compiling and saying from this, yeah. this is how we think, how we project what we think we could raise, right? Yeah. Is that, that kind of how the Pretty much, yeah. We, we, want, uh, we wanted to make, make it accessible to every parishioner, every school family, um, and even every parishioner in the supporting, you know, surrounding parishes, um, a chance to weigh in, you know, give their opinion and their thoughts on the project. And I will say the response rate that we had here in this community uh, was exceptionally high. So we were, we were blessed to have an overabundance of data to, to analyze and compile, come up with our projections, which makes our lives a lot easier, yeah. you know. Um, and people were, were, very, were very open, you know. Uh, when I'd sit down and talk with them, you know, it wasn't just, do you like the project? Are you going to support it? How much money will you give? We kind of dive, dove into, you know, their involvement in the parish and the school. Why is it important to them? Why do they see this as, as a need? You know, do your kids go here? You know, what ministries are you involved in? So we could get real flavor of the, the, you know, the vitality, if you will, of, of the parish. Yeah. Um, and so that seeing all of those responses helped us really come up with a great roadmap for you to to hit your campaign goals yeah yeah so that was kind of the the, the first phase is yes. gathering that information uh compiling it and then basically coming back to us to say this is from all the da data we've received this is what we project that we could do and then just seeing is that feasible mm -hmm. so this is what we are looking at doing and this is what's projected so obviously then our parish looked at that and said okay our we're going to now take the next step, which is moving forward with, with our campaign. So how did that, and you working with Holy Spirit, how, how does that shift then? Like what, uh, what have you been working on since that sense of saying, okay, it's go time, green light, we're going we're gonna to move forward like, with this campaign. What does that look like? So uh, what we do initially that first week, we, just, we sit down and we just figure out, okay, what is our timeline? What, what are the major benchmarks that we need to achieve within that timeline? We get all our kind of framework put together. Um, as I've said, you know, a campaign is a massive undertaking. Too much for one pastor or one development director in the parish or the business administrator, the principal, to do on their own. You know, it takes the old saying, many hands make light labor. Yeah. So what we've been focusing on is recruiting our campaign leadership of volunteers, you know, that are going to help father... Uh, strategize and drive this thing to success. Uh, there are several layers of volunteers that we're working with, you know, working on recruiting. So that's where we're really at right now is finding um, our volunteers, getting them trained and onboarded, um, how their role is so important to, you know, the success of this campaign, making them understand that, um, and then just giving them the tools to be successful as well. Yeah. So it's, it's really just kind of, you know, inside out, type yeah. of approach. You start with your pastor, you go to, you know, the his core group of leaders, and then you just keep branching out until eventually you're you're reaching the entire parish. Yeah. And that core group of leaders that you're starting to work with, that's not just like 
oh, two, three people are kind of like, that's actually a pretty significant group, right? As they, as you branch out and people are then working with our parish and with you to, to say, we're sharing those stories. We're casting that net yes. wide of saying, this is, this is where we feel the Lord is leading us in mission in the, in the years to come, right? So it's not just a, a couple people. It's a pretty significant undertaking to get this team together. It is. Yeah. It's a, you know, it, it can it can be a very large group by the end of you know the the volunteer recruitment because we don't put any any cap on. Oh, we only want you know ten volunteers. So, like I said, the more people you have helping um, and driving it, the more successful you're going to be. So, I mean, it, it, when we get down to the you know the campaign committees and different levels of volunteers, we you know you could conceivably have a hundred volunteers at that level. Yeah. Yeah. And which, again, just kind of spreads that excitement yep. as people get involved. Yeah. So, and that's kind of where we're at currently in our process as we're, as we're moving through this and looking at, a, at acquiring, uh, well, we are. The decisions, we're, we're moving forward and we're, we're getting this, this new school, which is super exciting. And um, Adam, I'm just curious that, I mean, again, you've been working at this for many years and worked in a lot of different places and... Um, what would you say to people out there where it's like maybe there are some capital projects they're looking at and they're just like i don't even know like where to go like what any just words to those that might be lit maybe there's a priest or a newman center director or something like what would you say to them if they just feel overwhelmed by even thinking about that um well i'm gonna throw out a pitch here for my organization obviously <laughs> uh you know you visit our our website steyergroup.com and it it's really helpful you know, you, you can call call our office, and uh, they'll kind of walk you through some steps. They'll they'll talk to you, figure out what your needs are, what you're looking at, and see. You know, kind of get a preliminary idea. You know, is is this the right path for you? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, we have an incredible team of people that uh, can just help help with that initial guidance. Yeah, awesome, Adam. It has been awesome to talk to you uh, this morning during our first half hour. Really appreciate your time, and God bless you and all that you're you're doing. So we're gonna go to break, but when we come back. We're gonna talk about youth ministry. So stay with us here this morning on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.